0: Welcome to The Music Reel. it's an independent podcast that shares stories from every industry across the planet that music touches. We uncover how music connects all of us and we shed light on those who need our support now more than ever. Welcome to The Music Reel. I'm your host Nicola Burton. I am very excited for my guest today. I'm speaking with Emily Ullman, who is the Managing Director and the Programmer for the award-winning online music festival Isolade. Emily, finally, we get to have a chat. It's lovely to meet you.
1: We did it. We found a time. We were both available. Thank you so much for having me. It's a thrill. Emily
0: I have just been watching what has been happening with you over the past few months. My goodness, what a ride. So now you've started the online festival Isolade and you have been, what, nominated for the J Festival for the Done Good category. You are now, today you're being documented in what, the Melbourne Museum. For the, in the yeah. state heritage, my goodness, there's a lot then, happening. Melbourne uh, Awards and Air Awards
1: and Music Air Awards. Awards. And yeah, so let's, been, let's talk
0: about the Air Awards now. That's an outstanding achievement award. Congratulations! I mean, in you. a few short months, so there's not much you haven't done in this industry. There's not much that you haven't done, right? Like, Think not. about it, <laughs> not <laughs> anymore. It's feeling <laughs> that way. Not anymore. So let's start with that moment when that spark of inspiration happened. You thought, I'm going to do this online festival. Tell me how it came about and all the things you had to go through to get isolate up and running.
1: Well, so the pandemic had sort of just reached our shores uh, in Australia and slowly but surely everything was closing. Venues were shutting down. um, Tours were being cancelled. I'm amongst other things, I'm the programmer of uh, for the Brunswick Music Festival in Melbourne, and so we were able to sort of get away with the first week of programming going ahead unscathed. But then we had to cancel the second week. Um, I was also programming another venue in Brunswick, and all of the shows there had to be cancelled. And so, yeah, some friends and I were chatting and their tours were being cancelled and all sorts of things were just being closed all around us and it was just sort of the mentality of like the show must go on let's just rally together and just put on one weekend of music Um, and we sort of were toing and froing about the format and we decided that Instagram was probably the most accessible and you know for the artists themselves but also audiences to be able to access. And yeah, and then, and then the other kind of um, motivation for doing isolate that first weekend in March was also to raise money for Support Act. And if some listeners aren't aware, um, Support Act is Australia's only not-for-profit um, that looks after musicians and music workers. So all of the people who work behind the scenes who yeah, whose livelihoods really depend on shows happening like all the riggers and the lighting people and the techs and the engineers as well as the musicians of course and they have a 24-hour support line anyway they're a vital vital resource for the music industry in Australia and so we really wanted to raise awareness and money for them as well so that's how it kind of came about way back when in nine months ago in March
0: and those nine months have gone through, gone so fast, and so many of us still believe that we're back in March because life kind of stopped for our industry, didn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so that's exactly what, right.
0: What kind of challenges did you experience when you first started with this first? Because you'd never done anything like this
1: before, right? No, nothing like this. <laughs> None of us had. And um, yeah, so it was very much like a steep learning curve, lots of troubleshooting as we were going, and also kind of, um, you know, keeping up with the technology as it was developing because way back then in March you couldn't actually watch um, Instagram live videos on desktops or laptops and so you really had to be on your phone. It was quite tricky to explain to people how to access the festival and lots of people confused and giving up and finding that really tricky. So lots of challenges, lots of explaining People, the premise of the festival um and yeah so but that feels like so long ago and also it feels like yesterday it's this weird kind of i know yeah melting of time into yeah it
0: is it's been this weird year but you recently spoke at big sound and you were talking about how the face of australian music has actually changed so i'd love to hear from you given that you've done this festival you've had this incredible experience going through all of the challenges. What do you think's ahead for us? What's the future of our industry facing, you know, we still have significant challenge ahead. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So that panel was called facing the change and yeah, we we're discussing. Yeah, exactly that. The, what, what the future is going to look like. And I think it's quite interesting because, you know, as you know, Victoria has been in such a different situation to the rest of the country. And so while, we were in this strict, strict lockdown and, you know, not able to leave our houses for longer than an hour and not leave our five kilometre radius. You know, the other parts of the country have, you know, been living in somewhat relative freedom and without this constant you know, fear and unknown of, of what next. And so in some ways, I feel like we do have a bit of a template. We sort of know that for at least the next little while shows will be smaller capacity. They will be um, physically distant for the most part, they'll be seated and, you know, adhering to all of the, um, you know, the cleanliness and hygiene and um, sanitizing and all of that. um, The restrictions at the moment are that, Musicians obviously have to be physically distanced themselves. They all have to be masked, apart from the singer. So I think we do know sort of what we're kind of in for in the short term. And then I guess depending on, you know, the success of of us curbing this virus and and adhering to all of these restrictions that that um you know that that enable us to to live freely and unmasked <laughs> and and you know it kind of depends. So we're you know and. I'm programming the festival for next March for Brunswick Music Festival for next year, and yeah, it's it's a this confusing time of kind of programming something that could just as easily, you know, not go ahead or not go ahead in the same way that I'm hoping it might. And yeah, there's a lot of unknown, but I think the future will be strong. <laughs> I do think like there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of um, yeah, just trust and and yeah just hope and everybody's rallying around the venues really strongly and the musicians and and the and not only that but also like the rehearsal studios that are slowly, slowly op- op- opening up again and because so many different facets of the industry are affected when the live music sector goes down um you mm-hmm. know and the recording studios yeah anyway so things are slowly opening up and I think it'll take a little while for full confidence to resume but it will
0: it will and you're right and and the thing is that whatever challenges you have they do make you stronger don't don't they and we look we as an industry we've never had it easy we kind of have to create our own way anyway so we're probably best positioned to level up and leverage this experience we've had so which leads me to my next thing you know when I look at Europe and the UK they're in their second lockdown right that last So in, I, I would be horrified if that happened to us next April, right? So what yep. do you think we need to do? I guess almost to fingers crossed, prepare for something as well. Do you think that the isolate festival is a great little blueprint, perhaps for all
1: of us to follow in preparation? Um, I mean, I guess there. That's there's quite a bit in that com- uh, in that question to unpack. And I guess, um, yeah, there's a bit of lockdown fatigue in Victoria, especially so. There is that, but there's also kind of the very recent reminder of how devastating and awful and hard that lockdown was. So I do think that there is this, um, you know, reticence to completely let our guard down, guards down. And, you know, I think people are cautious and I think that will continue for a little while. And I think, you know, just being kind of relaxed but also, you know, simultaneously vigilant, I think that's the only answer i think um taking these measured steps to make sure that we're really in a a strong and and secure position to be opening up to more um audiences and the other thing i think is like obviously the outdoor um situate you know the outdoor um gigs and festivals and things will put us in good stead to you know to be able to have bigger shows and, and things like that. But you know, heading into summer in Australia, that means that we'll, you know, have that opportunity to fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. know I, yeah, but you know, as you know, the virus can it's un, it's unpredictable, it's unknown. And so it's really I think like all of the measures of of um of what's it called, like the tracing, yeah, the contact tracing and all of those things will also mean that hopefully if little um, pockets of the virus do pop up, that we'll be able to kind of um, ring circle or whatever they're calling them, (laughs) like just, yeah, just kind of put put those little spot fires out as they arise. Um, But But also going back to the question about the future of music, I do think that... um, yeah, that government support is going to be really important I think that musicians um, and the music community are always at the forefront of, of bailing out and raising money for other um, issues and other you know terrible emergencies and things that arise so I do think that you know it's our turn now we're We've done it really tough and we've suffered this whole time and so many musicians out of work and all of the different facets of the industry from the promoters, the agents, the booking, um, yeah, the booking agents, managers, labels, on and on and on, you know, every single part of the industry has done it so tough. So, um, yeah, I just think that all of these bailout packages and things, like I know gambling is often the first one that, and sporting, you know, events get all of this money and attention, but hopefully, you know, we'll be on that list too.
0: Well, I'm glad that you brought that out. I've had a chat with um, Senator Sarah Hanson young yesterday and she blew my mind because she said the government has no understanding of our industry and it's, they'll support, uh, you know, Mur- Murdoch's media empire, they'll support sporting, but they don't really get the whole infrastructure and ecosystem that we're dealing with. And, you know, it's such a good point that you've brought up when the shit hits the fan, we're the first ones to put our hand up, right? But yeah, exactly. it's actually there to put their hand up to help us right now? So, in terms of that, what are your thoughts on what you think the government needs to do to perhaps step up and say, "Hey, you guys have really—it's been super challenging for you." What do you think they need to do for us?
1: It's really tough because you know a lot of people have fallen through the cracks as far as job seeker and job keeper have gone, um, and but that you know. But at the same time, there have been amazing bailout packages and funding for like venues. but again, not everybody has been successful. So I think it's just going to be a matter of of yeah of just um, persisting to to lobby the government to keep the money coming, keeping the grants and yeah, all of, and all of these opportunities that will look after our industry in the for the long term because we actually inject more money into the economy than any than the sporting any other industry like that so we yeah we're so so vital in the Australian um ecosystem particularly the economy so it would be kind of um self-defeating in a way not to pay pay mind to that and to look after us so that's what I'm hoping I don't know I just sort of feel like there has to be um a long-term approach not just kind of throwing money at the situation early because it'll take a while it's going to take a long while for us to recover
0: oh 100 i really agree with you but you look you are a force to be reckoned with coming up with isolate <laughs> the way that you did it, i think what it's done and it's a good thing young musicians looking at the future, are probably feeling a little bit, you know, un- unsure about what's facing them, but you've kind of said to them, you can bloody well do anything. You've sort of given this example of, look, if it doesn't work this way, we go over here. You've shown them how to pivot, how to diversify. So I really want to acknowledge you with that. And obviously, oh, thank all-, you. all the achievements that you're getting, it's, you know, everyone else is saying the same thing. Look at what this chick has done. It's incredible. So like, thank you so much. <laughs> Because like we have to and we have to keep each other buoyant at a time like this, Emily. We have to be able to go, look, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. That's important for us to focus on because we don't know what's coming. So people like you are actually dragging us all with you. So thank oh, you. That's so nice. Thank <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. And it's really important that people acknowledge that. So I want to say thank you to you for talking to me and sharing your story because people watching this today might sort of maybe not give up. They might actually go, you know what, I can do this. Emily can do it. Everyone else can do it. I can do this as well. So everyone else out there are questioning whether music is right for you. You know, there's so much going on. There's so many amazing people like Emily out there. You know, the future is going to be what you make it. So Emily, thank you for talking to me today. I'm so thrilled to hear your story, to meet you and good luck with everything um, I want to I sort of just watch what you're doing with Brunswick Music Festival, and I have everything crossed. Yes, and me too. Fine, next <laughs> March. Take care. Thank you. And will be see you in a few more months. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye.